support for Talk of the Towns comes from the Maine Community Foundation, a nonprofit organization, partnering with people in communities statewide to strengthen Maine through grants and scholarships, on the web at maincf.org. The time is 10.01, and you're tuned to WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill, 102.9 Bangor, and streaming online at weru.org. It's time for Talk of the Towns with Ron Beard. Good morning, and welcome to Talk of the Towns here on WERU. We try to go beyond the headlines to make sense of the issues facing Maine communities to show what works to seek alternative solutions. Talk of the Towns is produced with support from Cooperative Extension, the major educational outreach program of the University of Maine with offices statewide. Cooperative Extension provides Maine people with research-based educational programs and like WERU, whose mission is to be a voice of many voices, operates out of a sense that everyone benefits when we share our knowledge our experience, our concerns, and our perspectives. We're about to practice the magic of community radio, in which those of us in the studio and you who are listening create a dialogue that we hope will be a benefit to our friends, our neighbors, and colleagues. I hope you'll stay with us for the next hour and talk of the towns. And this morning, our topic is sustainable development for Maine's native peoples. And we'll be featuring um, folks who are associated with Four Directions Development Corporation. And I'm delighted to have some folks in the studio with us, and we'll have some folks by phone. Um, Susan Hammond is the Executive Director of Four Directions Development Corporations. Welcome to you, Susan. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Great. And we also have um, Trish Contour, um, and she's the business program director for the Four Directions Development Corporation. Welcome to you, Trish. Good morning. Good morning. And Mark Chevery, who is an advisory board member for the Four Directions Development Corporation. Welcome to you, Mark. Good morning, Ron. Um, I think I'll ask each of you, um, starting with Susan, to give us a little bit of background about yourselves, just um, um, how you came to this work with um, Four Directions. Susan? Um, Well, I am a Penobscot tribal member, and I have worked for the Penobscot Nation for approximately uh, 15 years before we um, started Four Directions Development Corporation. And um, it was while I was working as a housing director and and, um, was able to see the needs within the communities with regard to housing and economic development that I realized we needed um, another um, option for Mm. tribal people. Great. Um, Trish, you and I have worked together um, back when you were the, with the Maine Rural um, Council. What was that? Maine Rural Development Council. Right. So that's some of your background. Say a little bit more about that organization and how you came to work with Four Directions. Um, Maine Rural Development Council uh, works um, with communities to um, address their de- development concerns. And part of the uh, work that I did at the council was with the tribes in Maine. And so um, as I moved on to a new uh, new situation, I started working with Susan. And Susan was also on the board mm-hmm. of Maine Rural Development Council. Great. And speaking of boards, um, uh, Mark, you're an advisory board member. Um, how did you get involved in this, this work? Well, I've been the in-house legal counsel to the Penobscot Nation for over 16 years. And and Sue was actually the the driving force behind creating Four Directions, and she brought together uh, a variety of tribal members to help organize that, and, and I was one of the people that she had uh, involved in the early process, and I kind of have gone in and out of involvement, and I've actually been the board president for a short while and now serve 
as the as an advisory board member, but um, I've kind of been involved all throughout the process, and Great. it's been very rewarding. Great. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about what Four Directions Development Corporation is, but perhaps um, for our listeners, we could get a sense of, of the current status of Maine Native peoples. Um, Susan, could you help us kind of d- develop a, a portrait of, of where things are now? Sure. Um, for your listeners, may not be aware that there are four um, tribes in Maine, and they are the Penobscot uh, nation, the Pasmaquoddies, the Micmacs, and the Maliseeds. And the Penobscots are located on Indian Island, which is adjacent to Old Town, Maine. And um, there's approximately 22 um, tribal members with the Penobscot Nation. 2,200. 2,200, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the Pasmaquoddy tribe is located in the Down East area. Um, they have a reservation at um, Pleasant Point, which is um, close to Perry, Maine. And um, a, a reservation at Indian Township, which is adjacent to Princeton, and they have approximately um, 3,500 um, tribal members. And then there um, are the Holton Band of Maliseets, which are located up in the Holton area, and they have a smaller tribe, and there's approximately 800 tribal members, and the uh, Aroostook Band of Micmac Indians are located in Presque Isle, and some in the Holton area. And they have in, um, approximately 800 also tribal mm-hmm. members. Mm-hmm. And if we were to try to characterize some of the issues that they face, especially around development issues, because that's what we're talking about, maybe you could give us a sense of, of where um, those four groups um, kind of stand in terms of development issues. Sure. I think um, the Penobscot Nation is um, considered almost an urban tribe because it's located um, in Old Town, Bangor area. And so they've they aren't as isolated as the other three tribes are. And um, so they are, um, at, uh, I, I think, further along in, in their development process. And and we've been working with them closely. And, I, and being a Penobscot tribal member, um, we um, this was a, a Penobscot initiative. And... Um, th- and Mark has actually also been working with the tribe with their business development process. And the Pasmaquoddies, they are um, uh, somewhat isolated in the Down East area, and they live in a distressed area. Mm-hmm. And the unemployment and um, poverty rates are much higher there than they are for the Penobscot Nation. But they have been working on their own business development, and they have Creative Apparels and their Blueberry um, Company. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so they are um, um, pretty much at, at the same place that the Penobscot Nation is. I think it's much harder for those, the tribes in the Aroostook County area, the, the Micmacs and the Maliseeds. Their unemployment and um, poverty levels are much higher. And um, I think uh, as, as high as um, 80% poverty level up there. And um, so it's... Um, We've felt that that's where we're starting to put more of our effort is to working within those two um, Native communities because there is a greater need there. Mm. Go ahead. I was going to add that another big component of what Four Directions does is uh, provide uh, members with the ability to to access housing. Mm. And because we live on reservations, and there's a, under both federal law and tribal law, and there's a restriction against alienation that only tribal members can own that land. So it makes it um, 
impossible for the uh, usual financial institutions, banks, uh, to finance acquisitions and, and uh, sales and construction on the reservation because they can't take an actual interest in the property. And so one of the uh, major um, abilities that Four Directions has brought to tribal members is that now they can actually buy and sell homes and build homes on the reservation and they give them that financial capability that, that wasn't available to tribal people before and it's really been a major boon to uh, all the tribes but certainly uh, as a Penobscot tribal member and, and the tribal attorney I've, I've seen the impact that, that it's created and I, I remember about six years ago I was uh, in the process of deciding whether to build on the reservation or not. And I thought, well, if I build, I'm probably not going to be able to resell my home, so I'm really making a major commitment to the community. But I decided to do that because, in my mind, there wasn't really um, a home market. I couldn't buy and sell uh, my home. And But with the advent of Four Directions and the, the strides they've been able to make, and there's there's been, uh, and Sue can give you the exact numbers, but uh, many, many uh, sales in in construction of new homes. It's, it's created that housing market, so it's given me more flexibility in what I can do. But uh, it's just been a, a, a major um, advancement for the tribes, kind of bringing them some of the same opportunities that other people and, and communities, non-Indian communities, enjoy. Right. Maybe um, one of you could speak about the, the kind of uh, the legal status um, as tribal members. You're, you're, you're saying that um, in many cases you haven't had the opportunities to, to have benefits that others, white, white um, folks, would have um, in, in a similar community. Um, because of that particular situation in terms of home ownership, that might be one kind of indication that there's, there's two systems at work here. Well, I, I can certainly give you my thoughts, and uh, we probably could uh, spend right. a whole show right. uh, on that issue. But um, I think again, it goes really to the history of Indian non-Indian relations throughout the throughout the United States, and 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 certainly in Maine. But uh, the thing that always comes to my mind is that um, tribal people within Maine could only vote in. Uh, Federal elections couldn't vote in federal elections. I think until the 1950s, and uh, and actually in state election until the 1960s. And that always bothered me. My uncle uh, Donald Francis went to war and was killed and went, uh, during mm. World War II. Mm. And so I, I always thought, well, he's citizen enough to to go to war and, and die for this country, but he couldn't vote in a federal or state election. So mm. again, I, and, and and things have evolved over time, and there's changes. But I think there. You're right. There are there are two systems, and, and the tribes are trying to bridge that gap. And, mm -hmm. and again, we are part of Maine, and we want to be part of uh, the Maine community. And so, w w in efforts like Susan has initiated with Four Directions, have been very helpful in that regard, and, and beginning that process of, of making us really feeling like we are part of Maine. Right, and it seems like that's the some of the origins of Four Directions is to say, how do we build ourselves up? As a as a people, so that we have access to housing and to credit, so exactly. maybe now we can talk about the specifics of Four Directions as a development corporation. Local. Sure. Yeah. Um, what I'd like to do is give you a little bit of history mm. about how we came to be, and um, we in as um, I was um, the Penobscot Housing Authority for the Penobscot Nation about five years ago, and it was in that capacity that I became aware of the limited um, access that our tribal members had to uh, capital for mm -hmm. home improvements or to buy um, a home 
or just to, to, to access capital from their home through equity. Those were very limited for tribal members and for the reasons that Mark has, has already indicated. And so um, as my um, role as a housing authority director, I felt that there had to be other opportunities for our tribal members. And I came across this model, which is a community development financial institution. And um, there are many throughout the United States, but very few in Indian country mm -hmm. until very recently. And um, I went to a seminar that, that um, they were trying to promote this kind of model in Native American communities. And I felt that this would work very well in our communities here in Maine, the Native communities in Maine. And um, it was in March of 2001 that we incorporated as Four Directions Development Corporation. We are a tribally sponsored um, entity, and but we are independent, and um, we are a nonprofit, a 501c3, and um, we do receive a um, certification through the Department of Treasury as a community development financial institution. And so we had to... Um, to go through that process. Mm. We are also um, supervised. Um, we are also um, certified by the state of Maine as a supervised lender, and we had to go through that um, process too. And our mission is to um, improve the economic and social conditions of Native Americans in Maine. But we do have a long-term vision, and that's to create a long-lasting institution with which to build assets and create wealth for Native people and the tribes. Mm. Seems like that's the that's been the missing piece exactly. in in all of kind of tribal development since um, there was kind of organized government on on the white side. <laughs> you already had a government, but you didn't have those mechanisms, and now you're creating those mechanisms. That's right. Mm. We've been able to work with all um, four tribes to en enable us to go onto the reservation and make loans, and so we were able to create um, memorandum of understandings with each of them, which gave us the assurances um, that we needed in order to go and make loans and take mortgages on the homes that mm -hmm. we um, lent to. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you were to describe um, um, the primary goals that you have as an organization, you've got the, the long-term long vision. How do you break that down in terms of housing and, and economic development kinds of things? And then we'll um, perhaps bring um, Trish in to talk about some of the business development um, kinds of things. You know, you could think about it in terms of, of um, just in terms of, of uh, how much of your work is around loans and, and housing and how much of it is around economic development um, specifically. Sure. Well, we started out primarily making housing loans. Um, we wanted to start out small, and um, we made home improvement and home equity loans and uh, just to get our feet wet mm. and to learn the process. Mm -hmm. We were all um, relatively new to financial um, matters, and we needed to develop our own capacity in-house. Um, the second year, we started making home um, mortgage loans, mm -hmm. and that was really when it, things took off. There was a tremendous need on the reservations for access to that kind of money um, so people can buy and sell their homes. Prior to Four Directions, um, housing transactions in the previous 20 years, there were only about five. <coughs> but since we started making loans four years ago, we have made over 15 just on the Penobscot um, Reservation. And that's that's big. Mm -hmm. That um, 
that opened up a private market for tribal people mm. where there wasn't one before. Right. Um, the housing authority was the um, sort of the, the the only game in town at right. that point, and so this enables people to um, really make the um, their own decisions about when they um, want to buy or sell their home, mm-hmm. and it provides them an asset also. Um, when we first started making um, mortgages, loans, mostly they were around twenty to 30000 And since then, the average has creeped up to about 50000 And so we've um, added value to people who live on the reservation mm-hmm. now. So um, their homes have value. They have equity in their homes just merely by owning their home. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that's um, tremendous mm-hmm. in Indian country. Mm-hmm. So each one of those loans is a story. Exactly. And yes. those stories are going to, to spread. That's a wonderful thing. That's a wonderful thing. Was there um, suspicion when you first got started among tribal people as to was this just another um, government agency? or what, what was the reaction when you got started? Yes, there, there was, I think, that um, feeling in the community and, and a little apprehension about who we are and what we were attempting to do. And, and, our, and I think they um, sort of wanted to, to take a wait-and-see attitude. Mm-hmm toward what we were doing. But I think once you make a loan and you help a, a person, they are going to tell others mm-hmm. how it has helped them, and, and then the word spreads. Mm-hmm. And um, we've had some great success stories with um, some of the loans that we've made. We've um, One of the first loans that we made was to a tribal elder. Her husband had recently passed away, and she couldn't afford to continue to make the payments on her home because the rate, her interest rate was too high, and it just wasn't affordable. So she came to Four Directions um, as sort of a last resort. I think she was almost on the brink of foreclosure. And we were able to provide her a loan, gave her a very low interest rate, and um, and, and um, she was able, I think we cut her her mortgage in half as far as the monthly payments go, and so she was able to afford that on her own and stay in her home. And um, she was very, very happy mm. uh, um, as a result, and she continues to... Um, be a, a great borrower. She has never um, been late on any of her payments, and so we made a, a great loan there, a mm-hmm. great decision. Um, and, and that was sort of the start of the work that we did. Mm. So the, that ripple has gone out, and so you're working with, in all four tribal locations at this exactly. point. Exactly. Yeah. We did, as I mentioned, we did start out as a Penobscot initiative, but very quickly we saw that um, the same conditions that we were finding on the Penobscot um, Reservation were very similar for the others. And we quickly um, opened up our service area to include the other three tribes. Mm-hmm. But I th- and, uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, Susan, but I think the intent was always to serve all four main communities, uh, Indian communities, and that was really part of the reason why you adopted that name, Four Directions. It was always mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. seen as a initiative to help all Native people. And and I think for me, uh, I was actually one of those people that were a little dubious about uh, this effort in the beginning, and, and it was really through the efforts of, of people like Susan that, that pushed it, uh, that made it become a reality. But to me, the, uh, the vision behind it is that to give opportunities to Native people, the same kind of opportunities that exist off the reservation in, in non-Indian communities. So I think that's, to me, the, one of the greatest benefits of, of this uh, effort is that it does allow our members opportunities, mm-hmm. similar opportunities to other people, to acquire a home. I mean, that's so ingrained, I think, in people to to, to want a home and to mm-hmm. own it and, mm-hmm. and to be able to um, 
utilize the value that's in their home and, and to start a business. And, and so the, the initial focus has been on housing, but they're starting to move into the business development area, which is also, I think, very important, again, giving opportunity to members to start a business and have the resources to do that. And, and they also provide educational uh, tools to, to have them learn about how to um, start a business and all the intricacies of doing that. So it's just been a great program, and, and I'm really proud of uh, my involvement and, and mm -hmm. proud of all the people that mm -hmm. are involved with, with I, this I effort. I think of a, a former guest on this show who was talking about housing, and she said when she was, um, you know, w without even housing, people had to give her food. And when she got her first apartment, she began to learn about gardening. And when she bought her own home, she planted trees. So it's that kind of thing that home ownership means for people. That allows them to put down roots. So that's great. Yeah. Well, let's turn to Trish and, and ask her a little bit about um, some of the, the economic development that's kind of going hand in hand with the, the housing piece. I think that it's um, um, important to realize that uh, not all uh, Native people are on the reservation mm. and that um, – Four Directions serves um, Native people that are on and off the reservation, and uh, and it's it creates some um, levels of difficulty depending on on that status. And um, just to just to give an idea, uh, some of the things that Mark mentioned were the educational programming on an individual level. Uh, if businesses want to get started or uh, expand, they can go through four directions and it provides access to um, to capital that is not available maybe in the mainstream economy for um, uh, these individuals. And, and that the reason for that might be that um, the as a financial institution, uh, four directions has the ability to be a little bit more flexible mm. in its lending terms and a little bit more flexible in how we review and look at loans and look at um, lending. So um, that is, a, I think, a, a very important um, development mm -hmm. uh, piece for businesses. And um, on the tribal level, what we've done is um, – try to uh, focus on the educational side of um, development and look at how um, how uh, tribal officials need to learn about business development. Um, on the reservation, there's very limited um, uh, markets. So you, you, don't, you, you don't go into a, a reservation community and often find... Um, you know the the corner store, the corner restaurant, the you know the the corner, um, you know hardware store, hardware right, store right. that you might find in a in a um, like a service center community, and so those things have to usually um, be purchased off reservation, and what we we would like to see is the um, encouragement of tribal members so that they would feel like they may may be able to do something on the reservation as well as in adjacent communities to still serve the population. So, so the mar markets can be anywhere, mm -hmm. but the business is owned by a Native person. Yes. Right. And, but, you know, the idea is to um, establish some real working partnerships mm -hmm. with these communities and these other entities that serve other people 
that um, are not uh, on the reservation and are not native. And, you know, the native communities are mixed communities. You know, not everybody on the reservation is a a native person and there's mixed families and et cetera. So, you know, what what Four Directions focuses on is native native, uh, people and their families. Mm. So it seems like you, as Four Directions, you can serve as an advocate. If if you don't have the resources, you might be able to pry out some other resources, and you've got contacts throughout the state mm-hmm. with, with some of your for earlier business work, and you must too, so that you're able to go to them and say, here's, here's something that we think you should be interested in. Mm-hmm. Susan, is that right? That's right. We work very closely with um, the uh, the cap agencies in the various mm-hmm. counties that um, serve our tribal members, and for instance, with um, the CAP agencies, we conduct homebuyer education classes and financial literacy classes, and we work with their um, programs and provide them right on the reservation for our tribal members. And um, as Mark had mentioned, that's an, the other piece that we do. We do um, housing loans and business loans, but we also have a big educational component to four directions. And um, we provide homebuyer ed, financial literacy, um, let me just stop you. Financial literacy, that seems like an easy term, but what does that mean to you? What, what does that help? Um, we try to help tribal members be better financial managers um, in their own personal um, um, budgets and, and household budgets. So at, during those courses, we talk about um, savings, um, budgeting, um, looking at your credit, um, and how just to better manage your, your finances. Mm-hmm. Working with banks. Um, doing credit repair, understanding credit reports, those kinds of things. Right. You know, um, the uh, financial literacy is not, uh, it's not only um, a, a program for non-native uh, oh, sure, people, sure. but na- non-natives in, um, in Maine and elsewhere uh, benefit from this kind of education because uh, it's not often offered in the schools mm-hmm where you learn how to uh, manage a checkbook or how to reconcile your bank balance. You may or may not have classes depending on uh, on what um, you know school system that mm-hmm. you belong to. Right. Mm-hmm. And also, too, our, um, the program that we offer is actually custom to work within the Native communities, and we incorporate a lot of the tribal customs and mm-hmm. traditions into mm-hmm. the learning process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the idea for the business planning um, courses as well. We... Uh, try to bring them to the reservation because these are often remote areas and uh, with high poverty and high unemployment. And when you bring these kinds of programs uh, to the reservation, then it gives people a comfort level that they may not have in working with uh, mainstream, especially since the the, uh, tribal uh, members have dealt with a lot of um, uh, bigotry over Mm -hmm. the years. Historically, there's been a lot of... um, a lot of that, and um, you know that it uh, feels better sometimes to remain isolate, isolated and exclusive, um, but it it doesn't necessarily improve your social and economic condition to do that. Mm. Mark, you've you've commented a little bit about some of the impacts that you've seen, and and you might also comment about the other members of the advisory board um, who makes that up, and then are you kind of helping gauge the impacts in the in the four tribal communities um, of four directions, both the housing end and the and the business end? Well, I think one of the keys to the successes or the success of the organization has been really the people. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's always mm-hmm. a key to any organization is, is the people that you bring in to work on things. And I think Four Directions has been very um, fortunate in 
not only their board membership, who are all very dedicated and capable people, but also in the advisory board component. So you're bringing in uh, people from the financial community, the bankers, mm -hmm. uh, there's attorneys, uh, um, and Sue can elaborate more on uh, on that also. But to me, that's it, just uh, a very dedicated group of people who bring uh, a wide variety of, of knowledge in and really in the components of what they're trying to accomplish, housing uh, and some of the uh, main state housing, the different organizations in the in the state that work in those areas are, are part of this effort. So it's, it's just, uh, I think, again, uh, they've been fortunate in the people that they've brought in to, and that they're not only dedicated but very knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. Susan, can you help us see some of the other impacts that you're, you're sensing after four years of operation impacts? Um, you've mentioned some of the housing. Do you, are you seeing business startups? Are you seeing kind of expansion of people's businesses because they've said, oh, we've got a, a, a source within the tribal system that can help us with that? Sure. Um, one of the, th the things that we have focused on is working actually at the tribal level. Mm -hmm. And we have held um, or uh, planned and have held three business development summits, which focus at the leadership level in, mm -hmm. in working with the tribes with their own um, business development. And Trish worked very um, hard and um, close on that particular project, and I'd like to turn that to her to mm -hmm. sort of elaborate on that and then the impact that it has had in those uh, tribal communities. Great, and you're, you're, you've just finished one or you're just about to have one? We're just about to have right. one. We um, held uh, two last year, and um, I, I, if I focus on the impact issue, I think that what I see is from uh, the one that we held in March at the University of Maine and then the second one that we held in northern Maine at the Northern Maine Community College was um, the change uh, and the interest that people, that some of the s same people that came and not all the same people came to each of them because of, of where they are geographically, but um, that people were, um, you know, moving into those the areas that we were focusing on you know we at first we we're talking about the strategic planning process and articulating what their vision for business development might be and then in the second we were looking at the management development decisions that people have to make and um, due diligence that they have to undertake in order to um, partner in business development um, um, projects let's say mm. and then um, the next one is on workforce development so it's going to be at the other end of uh, um, how uh, how will the tribes prepare tribal members to to participate in the job market mm. and so um, this is these these things I think are real have been real timely mm. and you've mentioned uh, a couple of you have mentioned the, the notion of, of making um, the training consistent with tribal culture and what are some of the, the um, ways in which that those mesh mm -hmm. in terms of kind of bringing um, tribal culture into the training? Any thoughts about how you've how you've done that to make it um, more consistent with tribal belief or tribal uh, culture? Because you're, you're kind of bringing in kind of a I would say a Western um, economic model that may not be what you grew up with and, and may not be consistent with what's in your heart. So how do you how do you mesh those things? I would have trouble with some of that myself. I think. Well, for instance, in our financial literacy training, um, we have a um, sort of use a curriculum mm -hmm. that was developed by First Nations uh, mm. Development Institute and Fannie Mae to incorporate some of those cultural traditions. For instance, when they talk about um, planning and saving, they talk about how the tribes 
have always done that over the hundreds of years um, throughout the seasons where mm. they go out and they hunt and gather and um, and then prepare the the products that you know the the, the food that they have gathered or um, or, or you know the the deer meat or the um, the fish they've cured it and and then they save it and so they're prepared in the winter time when times are lean and so they use those kinds of examples to show how you would do very similar things with your financial resources mm-hmm. and how you need to save and plan mm-hmm. for those lean times or when those when um, the money may not be as plentiful as before so just incorporating some of those traditions into these um, modern concepts has been very helpful for our tribal people, in, um, and, and it's gone over very well in the Indian communities. Great. And, well, I was just going to Go add ahead, that I, from my own perspective, I think um, also the presenters there are Native people who have mm-hmm. done this in other parts of the country and okay. come from Indian country. So I think they kind of bring that um, their experience and how they've been able to, to do what you talked about, mesh the um, traditional Native uh, cultural values with more of the Western kind of mm-hmm. capitalism mm-hmm. Uh, right. ideas, and right. and so I think that's important to have someone who's done it that and comes from a similar background and a similar uh, point of view to tell you, well, this is how we've done it and this how we've made it a success. So you have that example, and I think that's been very important. And again, I, the people they've brought in, I think, have been um, valuable in that area. Mm. Great. I want to remind listeners that they're tuned to Talk of the Towns this morning. We're talking about sustainable development for Maine's native people, um, using the example of Four Directions Development Corporation. And Susan Hammond is with us. She's the executive director of Four Directions, along with Mark Chevery, who is an advisory board member, and uh, Trish Contour, who is a business program development uh, business program director. Um, I'm not sure that we can um, welcome a lot of phone calls today because we have two other folks on the line um, who can help us with this topic. So we're going to um, introduce them and give them a chance to talk. Um, Sue, maybe you can help um, begin to introduce these folks and, and how you began to work with the Maine Council of Churches and a very special um, campaign um, called Giving Wins. Yes. Um, well, we are bringing on two people to um, participate in this discussion to talk about um, Four Directions Giving Wins Capital Campaign. The first is Tom Ewell, and he is the former um, executive director of the Maine Council of Churches. And it was um, through Tom's um, um, desire to work within the tribal communities to help promote economic development um, that he first became aware of Four Directions Development Corporation and made that um, connection with us. We're also going to be talking with um, Helen Scalia, and she has been working with Four Directions Development Corporation from the very beginning. She, um, at that um, when we first um, incorporated, she was working for Coastal Enterprises Incorporated, another CDFI who works in southern Maine um, in their distressed communities, and she has worked with Four Directions since that time, and um, she is now working with us to help us coordinate this capital campaign. And so... Um, I think we're going to be bringing them on the line. Great. And, and, and I think Tom will be able to give us his sense of um, how he came to work with Four Directions. Great. Well, welcome to both um, Tom and Helen. Tom, we'll get started with you. Um, welcome to Talk of the Towns and perhaps a little bit of background on what Maine Council of Churches is and then how you got involved. Thank you. Um, the Maine Council of Churches uh, represents the different denominations in the in the state, the Protestant and Catholic uh, uh, diocese. Um, 
We were faced with a dilemma in 1990 or, 19, or in 2003 because there were a number of uh, people on our board who strongly opposed the uh, casino referendum. Um, and yet, when we, uh, our, our initial reaction was to oppose it, but when we had a discussion with some of the tribal representatives, we realized what a long, uh, sorry story of oppression there is for the tribes. And the casino uh, offered an opportunity for uh, a very quick influx uh, input of uh, new money. But we still couldn't uh, support that, so we were caught in the dilemma. That We solved the dilemma by uh, saying that we would oppose the casino, which we did, but we made a covenant among ourselves to find a way to do alternative economic development with the tribes. And fortunately, I was able to make contact with Helen Scalia at CEI and found that uh, Four Directions was already up and going, and what they needed was some support in uh, developing a, their capital. And so we jumped in and uh, formed a steering committee representing the different denominations. Um, and with Helen's uh, strong uh, staff support, uh, we set out to uh, contact individuals and churches and denominations and ask for their support in loans and contributions towards uh, developing the, the uh, capital that they needed. And we called that campaign the Capital Wins Campaign. So uh, that's kind of the, the basic history of it all. And I think, Helen, why don't you jump in and say a little bit about how that's worked? Yes, go ahead, Helen. Hi. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Um, one of the, uh, the key thing that folks should know is that um, our goal was to raise a million dollars. And that money is um, money that's going to be used um, to continue the work of Four Directions. And um, the majority of funds... Uh, go into Four Directions Revolving Loan Fund. Four Directions has, um, so I think you have, you have capital now. You have about $3 million on your balance sheet. Yes, we do. That's um, right. But we um, had an opportunity um, through the form of a U.S. Treasury, um, some U.S. Treasury funding uh, to um, match monies that we raised on a dollar-per-dollar basis. And um, that occurred right around the time that Tom uh, contacted um, me and we um, linked up with uh, Four Directions. So we've been working towards this goal of raising a million dollars. We have raised about um, 620 so far, and um, we are going to be working on um, raising the balance through the end of this year. Um, and we've been raising money in the form of low-interest loans, that is, churches and individuals have been making um, loans to four directions at zero to two percent um, for a minimum period of five years. And um, we're also looking for contributions. And we've received um, uh, all of the above um, from Quakers, from the United Church of Christ, from Unitarian Universalist uh, churches and members. Um, from the Episcopal Church, and we've been able to raise these monies um, at the local level as well as um, been able to raise monies at the regional and national level as well. Well, that's wonderful. 
Uh, Tom, what motivates people to give to the, the Giving Wins campaign? Um, you mentioned kind of a realization um, among the main Council of Churches members that um, Indian peoples have been oppressed um, for um, centuries, and um, the solution that um, they had come up with to, to, to work on their own development um, um, was the, the casino um, option. Is that part of how you... Um, encourage people to consider giving to the, to the Giving Wins campaign? Initially it was. Um, initially we heard the comments of, uh, gee, I'm really opposed to the casino, but if there were some way that we could help the tribes, we're aware, at least generally aware, of the years of oppression. And uh, the, basically we've taken the land of uh, from the, the tribes over the years, the European community, or European uh, immigrants. Uh, so there was a sense of that um, need for some sort of, of uh, compensation, but how do you do that? Um, so we had initially hoped that we could play off <laughs> guilt of people in a way, but that isn't what really motivated people. What motivated people, I think, in it, uh, ultimately was that this was an exciting, positive uh, economic development uh, project, and as was pointed out earlier in the program, it was exciting to see that we could involve all four tribes. That there was this well-established organization, the Four Directions Development Corporation, with the support of the banks and the uh, Main State Housing Authority, already in place, and that really excited people. So that the first time that I spoke with somebody about a loan, uh, goodness knows, they gave us uh, a loan of fifty thousand dollars on the basis that this was the right thing to do. Uh, so that was an exciting um, evolution, I guess, of the Four Directions approach, uh, from going from guilt to, to taking the tact that this was the right thing to do and this was a very strong organization and a wonderful opportunity to be supportive of the tribes in a very positive, grassroots kind of approach. So it sounds like um, the success of uh, Four Directions is what excites people and makes them um, enthusiastic about supporting it. Well, that's what excites me, uh, and further, <clears throat> I think this is one of the best ways to develop a good working, ongoing working relationships with the tribes. As has been pointed out earlier, the tribes have sort of stayed apart from the broader community in some ways, and certainly it's been very hard for people like me and others to figure out how you get engaged in tribal life and tribal involve, uh, involvement. And especially when it was called, when the casino called for you to to almost oppose the tribes. It was a very awkward uh, time, and I think we've turned that around and, and uh, made this into a very positive uh, opportunity for, for ongoing, strong, uh, personal, and economic relationship with the tribes for, for the church, uh, religious community at least, but we hope that this really um, will jumpstart some other uh, economic development projects in the state as well. And Helen, if if people were interested in in, uh, in, in actually giving to Giving Wins, um, how would they do that? Well, um, you can contact Four Directions directly. That's one option. Um, you can uh, contact Sue, um, or you can also contact me, um, and I can uh, give you give you a, a number you can call two zero seven eight two eight zero nine three two and mention um, Four Directions or the Giving Wins. Um, if you're a church, we're happy um, to meet with you, your outreach committee, your trustees, um, come to a meeting and, and uh, 
start um, the conversation going, because that's really what, what this campaign has been about, is we have um, been talking to, we've, we've had conversations going on all over the state um, about things that uh, most people um, haven't gotten the chance to talk about. And I think that that's part of what um, the communities of faith have been interested in. Helen, did you want to tell um, tell the uh, listening audience about uh, an event that's coming up in this area? We're down in the Blue Hill area, the coastal area. Yes, thank you for that nice segue, Trish. Um, yes, we are. We have had a series of informational sessions around um, the state, and we are bringing our show um, up to uh, Hancock County. We will be. Um, in Bar Harbor. Um, so for any folks who are interested in learning more about the campaign, um, we are going to be um, at St. Savior's Church in Bar Harbor, um, St. Savior's Episcopal Church, on July 17th. And um, it's, uh, the program starts at noon. We'll be having a lunch, um, a traditional Indian meal, and followed by a program. And we'll also be um, having uh, a special tour of the Abbey Museum. Um, and uh, there'll be drumming and uh, other, um, other uh, nice cultural elements as well. So we invite folks. Um, you can, again, give me a call at that number if you're interested in more information or check out the Four Directions website. Great. www.fourdirectionsmaine.org. Great. Well, I'm going to um, let both you and Tom go because we would like to encourage listeners to call in as well. But thanks to both you for being with us um, this morning. Um, Helen Scalia um, of the Giving Wins uh, campaign. She's the coordinator of that campaign. And uh, Tom Ewell, former executive director of the Maine Council of Churches. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Great. Well, I'll um, open up our own phone lines. Um, If you'd like to participate this morning, give us a call at one 866 Six two five nine three seven eight, or locally at four six nine zero five hundred. Our conversation this morning is about sustainable development for Maine's native peoples, and we have in the studio with us Susan Hammond, is the executive director of Four Directions. Uh, Trish Contour is the business program developer uh, director, and Mark Chevery is the advisory board member. Um, all of you um, here in the studio, um, as you look forward, what are some of the exciting um, things that you want to um, tackle? Well, I think what I'd like to talk about now is um, one an, in, an initiative mm. that we've just recently got involved with, and it's called the Triple Bottom Line um, Initiative, and we are collaborating with other CDFIs in the nation um, to look at um, what the Triple Bottom Line is and how we can incorporate it into the work that we're doing here. And I'd like to turn this over to Trish to talk further about that because she is the one who is primarily working on that for four directions and to, so that she can sort of explain what the triple bottom line is and how um, we are trying to um, incorporate that into our program. Great. I'll list the phone numbers just one more time um, if folks want to call in, one eight six 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 two five nine three seven eight. 625 Trish, I can imagine what the first bottom line is. That's probably money. What are the other two bottom lines that you talk about? <laughs> um, yes, that's right. Uh, or the economy. It's usually uh, measured in creation of jobs for developers. I mean, people are pretty well aware of that for economic development in communities. The um, other is uh, social equity. And um, the third is uh, ecological. 
equity. And so what this uh, particular group is doing is, um, one thing I just want to mention is that uh, because of the success and the uh, longevity um, comparatively of um, Four Directions, they um, are often chosen as the organization to go to for um, Native American development. And uh, as a CDFI that um, has uh, some history behind it and has a portfolio. And one of the things that is the focus of this particular group of CDFIs, um, community development financial institutions, is to look at um, how their their loan portfolio measures up in these three areas. Some of these um, are real uh, easy to get to, the economic development piece, uh, the profit. And uh, I think that the other was, um, I wanted to say it's profit people and... Um, do you remember what the other one is? <laughs> the other phrase. It's the yeah, three, Ps. three Ps. Yeah. But we'll think so, of that later. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, the idea is that the each of the loans would go through a screen screening mm. process okay. so that you would see that they they support the sustainable development initiative of triple bottom line. Great. We do have a phone call. Um, go ahead with your uh, question or comment, please. Yes. Um, my name is Carol Beal, and I live in North Blue Hill, and I'm part of a very small Quaker meeting. And we heard of um, the four, develop, four Directions Development Program from Susan and um, became um, very excited about it. And our small meeting donated $1,000 because we don't have any building or any fun. But we, um, we took it. Um, Susan came and spoke to all the um, small meetings of northern Maine, and um, one meeting was able to make a $10,000. In fact, two of our meetings were able to give a $10,000 no-interest loan for five years. And we're very enthusiastic in, uh, about what's going on um, on the reservation and we're thrilled with um, the help to small businesses. Um, the um, Basket Makers Alliance has received some technical help as well as um, other small businesses like um, Louis, um, um, bug Eco repellent, yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> but um, we've just, we just, just want to say that um, um, any churches in the area, we, we just would encourage them to support this um, project. And if you would give your phone numbers more slowly, that yes. people could contact you, that would be really nice because. Um, you're flying through that, but um, both Helen and Susan, that would be nice. So, but anyway, that was all I wanted to say is that um, we just um, support um, Four Directions and are just really excited about their success over the past few years. Well, I, I just want to say, Carol, before you hang up, um, this is a great example of listeners in, in um, of participation in community radio because it was you um, based on your your meeting with Susan early on that brought me this topic um, it was a year ago and now we're we're doing the show and, and I'm just thrilled I'm <laughs> loving listening to it great thank so, you Carol for calling in you're welcome and um, I, I look forward to seeing you sometime soon <laughs> so four directions we'll list that uh, number at the, at the end of the program but, uh, that number is um, 207 866 Six five four five. So write that down. Um, also write down our own phone phone in number one eight six 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 two five nine three seven eight. If you'd like to participate, and we do have another caller. Go ahead with your question or comment, please. Uh, this is Ed in Bar Harbor, and uh, I would like to ask your panel uh, 
to give some examples of uh, loans to micro enterprises uh, that they felt were successful. Uh, and of course, these are in addition to the housing loans. Right. Do you have some um, positive examples? Trish, do you have some ideas? Yes. Um, one of the first loans was to, um, Carol Beale mentioned, Louis Eco Blends, and that is a, a natural insect repellent. And uh, it was formerly known as Buzz Off, and then there was a uh, complication with another uh, company that had that name, and now it's known as EcoBlends, and you can find it at a lot of hardware stores and uh, Home Depot and those types of places, and that's one of the loans. And then Passmo Aquatic Development Supply, they um, started a company to provide uh, appliances for um, Native people in uh, on the reservation. It was real near the reservation. Of course, you know, non-Native people could also uh, purchase and um that's another business that we uh, have worked with. Mm. Any other stories that either Susan or Mark can, can share in terms of the successes? Sure. Another one yeah. is um, a Penobscot tribal member who um, came to Four Directions and wanted to um, ex- um, expand um, his construction business. He had been a, basically a one-person operation for a period of time but wanted to, to get into perhaps building spec homes. So he, had, he came to Four Directions. He had some equity in his home. We were able to make a loan for him, and he built the home. And within that same season, he was able to, to sell that spec home, and he came back. He's uh, coming back again, I believe, this year for an, another loan with Four Directions. But I'd like to expand, actually, on uh, Allison Louie's uh, EcoBlend's story. When she first approached Four Directions, she had been um, only in business, I think, for a year. And she had been going out to the various um, distribution points to, to put her products out there. She would get orders and come back, and she and her partner would fill them by hand. And um, she came to Four Directions and asked to um, borrow some money so that she could buy um, a bottling um, machinery and labeling machinery so that she can do it a lot quicker and expand her market and her her, her range. So um, that was our first loan with Louis Ego Blends. And as a result, she was able to double her production um, to such a way that her, her um, sales um, increased almost fourfold. And so the next year she came back for a $50,000 loan um, for the expansion of her business. And she's been doing very well, and um, she's one of our success stories. Mm, great. Ed, do you have any other comments or questions? Well, um, w- one of the points of uh, starting these small businesses is all the complexities and all of the problems and hoops you have to go through and uh, does the um, um, financial literacy programs that you have do they help um, entrepreneurs to uh, to negotiate some of those things yes we certainly encourage um the people who come to us for business loans to attend our financial literacy training. But in addition to that, we also offer financial management training, helping um, small business people set up their own bookkeeping systems and to learn how to to um, to continue to, to provide um, f- up-to-date financial statements for their businesses to help them make better business decisions. We also help them with... Um, some e-commerce. Um, we've had some e-commerce trainings um, for um, to help them increase their markets, and we also provide um, business plan um, training. Trish often will work one-on-one with them to help them put together a business plan because that is one of our requirements in order for them to um, access funds through four directions. They have to have a business plan. Great. Well, thanks for that call, Ed. 
You're welcome. 1-866-625-9378. We have a couple of more minutes um, if you'd like to participate in this conversation about sustainable development for Maine's Native peoples. Um, Susan, uh, maybe you could help us um, as we begin to wrap up. What are your hopes for all of this? Where do you see all this going? Um, what's your fondest dream about uh, four directions and its, and its role with Native peoples in Maine? Well, I... I I'll get into that, um, Ron, but also, too, just as part of the Giving Wins, I think one of the side benefits that we had there was that we were able to get out into the into the uh, na- non-Native communities and, and um, bring that awareness to them mm-hmm. that there are four tribes in Maine and that um, we are their neighbors, we want to um, be good neighbors, and we'd like for um, the rest of Maine to see the tribal people as an asset to, to the state of Maine and um, that we bring... Um, a rich history and culture and tradition to the state of Maine. And um, so I guess that's one of my goals, and and, um, and it's been just tremendous to be able to go throughout the state of Maine. And there's been just a great welcoming and um, a, a warmth that I've received when I've been out there. I think what I'd like to do, though, is to just uh, – our goal – when we started out, was to really um, help tribal people become more self-reliant and um, and self-empowered to make decisions that um, mainstream people have with regard to their finances or where they're going to live in their home or the improvements that they want to make on their home or to start a business or to even take the equity out of the home for educational purposes. We wanted to bring this to tribal people and to um, make them better, um, better financial managers. Mm. It sounds like you're doing that in a wonderful way. So Thank we've you. come to about the end of the hour. I'll give both Mark and, and uh, Tricia uh, any, any hopes that you have, Trish, in terms of this particular work, in terms of the, the business development side? I'd like to see um, that uh, much more capital would go out um, on the ground Mm. to in Indian country, as we say, and, and uh, to Native people. Mm. Because I think that there's a, uh, definitely a, a need for uh, that, that access and to uh, grow or start their business, to, to realize their, their hopes and their dreams. Great. Mark, what's your hope as a member of the advisory board? Well, I, I guess I would echo some of Sue's comments. That To me, it's really a matter of, of providing opportunities for Native people to have... Uh, access to some of the same um, tools that the non-Indian community does and start bridging that gap and, and having Native people feel that they're more part of, of uh, the overall uh, state and, and local communities. And, and, I, and so I, I see Four Directions as providing that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not uh, it's allowing them access to resources, but it's really through their own initiative and mm. their own hard work and, and their own vision of what they want to accomplish. So mm. I think that's uh, that self-empowerment that Sue talked about is, is, is key and exciting mm. for me. Mm. And I lo- really like the concept that you've brought out about let's, let's be good neighbors and what does that really mean. Yes. And it really means that's empowerment. So thank you very much for being with us. We've come to that time, but I want to remind you that this program was produced with support from Cooperative Extension and the Hancock County Extension Association. With offices in each county, Cooperative Extension is the major educational outreach program of the University of Maine. Our radio collaboration with WERU began in 1990 and continues with your support. Join us on the second Friday at this time for Family Radio Forum and on the third Friday of each month for Talk of the Towns. Our theme music is a medley from Coronach on a Balnain House Highland Music 
Music Recording. Our shows are now archived at weru.org. Click on Archives. Thanks again to our guests in the studio, and I'll list the... the uh, Phone number for Four Directions. Um, you can contact them at www.fourdirectionsmain.org or the phone number is 207 866 6545. Our guests in the studio um, are Susan Hammond, Executive Director of Four Directions. Uh, Trish Contour is the Business Program Development there, Director there. Mark Chevery is the advi- as a member of the Advisory Board. We also had um, comments from Helen Scalia of the Giving Wins Campaign and Tom Ewell, former Director of the Maine Council of Churches. Thanks to those of you who listened and called in. Thanks to our underwriters. Thanks for Amy Brown for engineering our program. And stay tuned for On the Wing with Joel Raymond. This is Ron Beard, your host for Talk of the Towns, wishing you a good morning. <laughs>